Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. When Kevin gives the word, be prepared to call in to 865-243-TALK. That's 865-243-8255. Now, Kevin Ray. Well, welcome in, everybody. This is Kevin Ray with the Housing Hour, presented by Mortgage Investors Group. We have Mark Griffith, our guest host again. Thank you so much, Mark, for coming in. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, Happy New Year happy to you. Happy New Year to you. Did you guys have a wonderful Christmas? It was exciting and fun, as always. Yeah, you told me your daughter got a Justin Bieber CD, did she? Big Bieber fan. <laughs> I had no idea. Is it Bieber or Bieber? Well, I, I learned that it was Bieber. So. Bieber, okay. All right. Well, that's good. Well, that's wonderful. Well, we had a great Christmas, too. I tell you, I put more toys together this last week than probably all the elves put together. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, can you believe how much batteries cost too? I mean, I had so many batteries that I had to buy. It's crazy. You're probably in more into the batteries and far as cost than the actual toy. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. It just makes no sense why every toy needs at least four AA batteries. And then the cost on those for, you know, if you got to get Duracells, because if not, they're not going to last very long. So right. it's ridiculous. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. You know, we have had a tremendous year in the mortgage business and the real estate business. I think it's been, in my opinion, way more successful than what anybody ever would have would have thought at the beginning of the year. I think there was a lot of gloom and doom out there. But you know, Mark, it really has been a great year. It's been a tremendous year. And I, I think next year is going to be uh, just as good. And I think uh, more purchases will be coming out and, uh, you know, making those loan applications and those contracts. Yeah. And, and if you look at the move that last year had, there was a lot of people that was saying that we were going to be down a tremendous amount. And not to say that we broke records, but you know, the mood going into this next year, I think is much more positive than it was last year. So I guess if you just use that equation, I think we, we should have at least as good or better of a year this year. I judge it by the activity of the real estate agents that we uh, do a lot of business with. And when they come into our office and act very excited and just the fact that they're coming into our office right. indicates that they're busy. So that's always a really good sign. That's true. And you know, the, the numbers that have recently come out um, have not been as positive as they were over the last three months, but they're still better than last year's numbers. So, you know, there was some concern maybe that the, the numbers were have peaked and that we've seen what we thought was a really good rise in home sales. And we've kind of leveled out a little bit, but, but that has a lot to do with the season that we're in too, doesn't it? I think it does, but uh, you know the overall um, national average of the sales price dipped again um, this earlier this week. The numbers came back out, but I would just remind everybody: it's a perfect time to buy. Yeah. Housing prices are at the lowest, interest rates are at the lowest. It's time to step up and uh, you know get a house that you want. And this is the time because you figure interest rates are very low. You have a great selection of homes to buy. You can negotiate terms maybe that are advantageous to you and your family. And you can get a 30-year fixed potentially at 4% 
maybe even lower. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, when's, when's the last time? That, maybe a few months ago it was down that low, but going back further than that, not true. much. Well, and that's the thing too, is because if you look out over the history of my life, you know, I can remember back in the 70s when interest rates, well, I don't remember that, but I've been told that interest rates were, you know, in the 18% range. And, you know, in the 80s, you know, still, you know, people were buying homes and, you know, they were getting arms at like 12%. Well, I became a mortgage loan officer in 1985, and the interest rates when I came in were at 14%. So that gives you an idea. And you were able to make a living, right? It was difficult. Mm -hmm. But the interest rates came down in November of 1985. I'll never forget when they dropped to 10%. And one of my uh, real estate agents said, if you can keep them at 10%, we can sell houses all day. I bet you had a refi boom during that time. <laughs> Big refi boom that spring. <laughs> we were we were covered up because the interest rates actually in 1986 went down to around 6%. So yeah. that was huge. And you know... Um, We'll get to our questions, by the way. You know, if you have questions, please email them in to Kevin at KevinRay.com. We have one leftover question from last week. Um, and then I also got a few questions in just, just actually the last few minutes when people knew that we were coming on the air. So what I'd like to do is to hit those. But first and foremost, you know, we're talking about the refinance, the 14% down to the 10% that you experienced in 1985. You know, Right now, I still talk to people today that have a 6% interest rate that just are sitting on the fence, Mark. I don't understand why they're doing that, but I do think, like Kelly's question last week, there's some concern about whether their values will be there, whether they can get approved. But, you know, folks, if you're at 6% and you can potentially go down to 4%, we're talking about you know, based on a $200,000 loan, four or $500 a month. I mean, you need to come in and talk to us and see what we can do to help you. Well, it doesn't hurt to, to look, does it? Right. That's right. And, and the thing is, it's free to look, you know, and we can even structure the deal where it's free to refinance as well. So you know that I've, I've been talking about that for several weeks, but let's get into our first question here. And, and thank you for all of the questions. You guys have really poured those in, and, and it makes this fun to, to you know, do the show because we have a lot of interest and a lot of people that want to be involved. And, and so thank you for, for flooding my inbox with questions. The first question is coming from, uh, let's see, Jill in Clinton. And I tell you what, Clinton loves this show. Clinton emails in questions all the time. Here's Jill's question. Can I make an offer that's well below the asking price? Well, I'll start, Mark. And, you know, there are certain realtors that would would say you should not do that. And they should they would say that if you come in and you lowball somebody's offer, it just perpetuates the negotiations. And some people gets their their feelings hurt. And, you know, there is that that school of thought that that happens when you make a lowball offer. Well, it's an emotional process for a buyer and seller, but especially a seller when they're selling their house, they do have an emotional attachment to the home. So it does become an issue when you lowball the offer. They're insulted. Some of them, not always. Yeah. A good listing agent, though, would talk their uh, their cust- their client, you know, in back into the game and, and get that emotional part out of it. But, uh, you know, a lot of times it's emotional. Yeah, and, and I, I know that what I used to tell people all the time, because I used to get this question quite a bit, you know, people would come in and get pre-qualified, which is certainly what you want to do first is to get pre-qualified. And as a lender, what 
people would ask me because they felt like as I developed that trust with them that I was the person to ask that question. I'm certain they were asking other people also, but they would also pose that question to me. And that is, hey, you know, this house is listed for 175. We're thinking about making an offer for 80, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, let's talk through that. Um, you know, so people did come to me with that with that question. But what I would tell people is, you know, let's determine first what you qualify for. Once we have determined what you qualify for, then let's unpack it from there. Okay, you qualify for 150, you're looking for a house at 175, and you want to make an offer that's much lower. Well, let's let's look at the numbers, let's see what you qualify for, and then let's make an offer based around that rather than just lowballing an offer. Now, and also, you know, look at what the home is worth. Because if the home, if they purchase the home, if, if we're talking about 175000 if they purchase the home for 175000 the chances of them taking 120 or 130 are not really high. So I would always try to educate the buyers on both sides of it because people certainly are willing to negotiate, but they're not just going to give it away. Well, they're not going to give it away. Um, but, you know, you're, you look for a buyer is going to look for a motivated seller and a seller is going to look for a motivated buyer. And the agent bring the, brings those two together. Um, but I, I think the secret is information uh, shared by the agent with the buyer right. to the seller. And there's always there's always realtors and there's always sellers and buyers out there that just love to play that game. You know, they list the house for 150, but then they know, hey, we're going to negotiate this down to 125, and and you know that's the game that really that people get into, and that's probably not really smart in my mind because you know the value of a home and the the listing price should be hand in hand almost, really. Well, and the market's going to dictate, you know, how far those two are apart. But I think the the bottom line is that uh, you have to be reasonable. And uh, a lot of sellers would think that a lowball offer is somebody's just searching, uh, just kind of throwing it out there. They're not sincere. Or in the real estate world, they're called earnest. If you're earnest in buying the home, you're going to have more realistic uh, offer price. Yeah. And I mean, my wife and I have had experience with this many times because we've bought and sold homes. And I, I know that you have, of course, you've been in your home for a while now, have you not? For a while. So you may not have seen it, but I, I tell you what I've done is, you know, I've made an offer one time on a home and they did not accept it. I probably didn't make the fairest offer, but then they came back later, about a year later, or not even a year later, about six months later and sold it for, for a little bit less than what I had offered. You know, so there is two sides to the coin. We can tackle that question when we come back from break as well. What we're going to do is we're just going to continue to take your calls. Happy New Year, everybody. This has been a great year, and I think that we're just going to celebrate tonight. It's New Year's Eve. Get out there and have some fun. Do your thing. So anyway, we're going to be right back. This is uh, Kevin Ray with The Housing Hour with Mortgage Investors Group as our sponsor. We'll be right back. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. My name is Kevin Ray, and I am your host. 
Uh, this show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group, and I have my partner here, Mark Griffith, uh, co-hosting with me. Thanks, Mark, again for joining me, and, and again, Happy New Year to you and your family. And to you. Thank you so much. Um, when we were leaving from break last uh, last segment, we were talking about purchasing a home, and we were talking about making an offer, and we were talking about the dynamics behind that, and Jill had a question about whether or not you should make a lowball offer or not. And, you know, Jill, I think that we were able to answer your question pretty much, but just to summarize, you know, kind of going, going to the part that we've talked about over and over, which is the trusted advisor, and the fact that we're over at Mortgage Investors Group, we're not just loan officers, we're also advisors. And that's the same goes for your realtor, whoever that might be. And of course, we have realtors that we have a, a relationship with that if you were to call us, we certainly could match you up with one in your area and then match you up with a loan officer that's in your area. Because, you know, we can answer the question all day long here on the radio, but it's going to be specific to your needs, Jill, and, and what your situation is and exactly what homes that you're looking at. And, and again, you know, we want you to get pre-qualified before finding finding that dream home so that we can help to advise you and, and, and give you the information that you need to know before you go out there. I mean, isn't that a kind of an important piece is just letting them know, you know, what they can and can't do first? Well, it's, it's imperative. Uh, and the real estate agent will let them know that that's imperative because they've made a commitment to the the uh, sellers that they're not going to bring anybody uh, that's not qualified in to view that home. So um, it's very important that they do that. And, you know, Ann just emailed a question and she's from Knoxville and she says, um, I guess maybe it has to do with the, the answer that we gave, but she's asking, do I even need a realtor? <laughs> oh. And, you know, that's a big question. And I tackled that a couple of weeks ago when Rusty Enzer uh, was on with Realty Executives and, you know, my opinion on that, and, and I'll, I'll share my opinion and then you can share yours. And I think it's based on experience. And I think it's based on some facts that I know about the real estate market. And, you know, some people think, well, if I don't have a realtor, I can negotiate their commissions into a lower selling price. And on the surface, that might make sense, but then you have to realize that there's going to be unintended consequences as a result, maybe, of that. You know, because a realtor, you know, there's two parts to this. You have a listing agent. Let's say that someone calls and, and talks to a listing agent and says, I'd like for you to sell my home. So they're going to come and they're going to set a commission. Let's say it's 6%. That's pretty average. So the listing agent is working for the seller. They're going to get paid. Once that house is sold, then they're going to take a portion of that commission. If you go directly to that realtor and you purchase that home from that listing agent, the person that you see the name on the sign, what's going to happen is they're going to get all 6% of that commission. Now, if you bring in a trusted advisor, a realtor, someone that's on your side, because remember, the listing agent is protecting and, and taking care of the seller. Okay, that's their responsibility. That's who brought them into the game to begin with. So if you bring in your own realtor, somebody that's on your side, they become your advocate, and then they're going to get paid out of that 6% commission. So you're not paying them directly. Now, some people are saying... Well, the, aren't we paying them indirectly? Well, maybe, but let's talk at talk that through. If you're paying them indirectly, you're getting something for that, and that is protection. You're getting somebody that's going to advise you about that property when the home inspections are done, when all of the different aspects of going through that process, you're getting a real service by having a realtor. 
you know, Mark, don't you think that that's a wise decision for somebody well, to have? I think it's very wise. It's one that I make all the time. If I'm going to purchase a home, I'm going to use a real estate agent. If I'm looking for a home, even if it's a for sale by owner, I'm going to use a uh, real estate agent. But uh, it se- sounded like her question also was kind of implying that she was going to go out and try to buy a home without the use of a real estate agent, with, which right. really pretty much excludes her from all the properties that are listed because you're going to have to deal with that agent because the uh, seller said uh, you're going to have to deal with right. my agent. Right. So that would only leave for sale by owners for her to f- to uh, negotiate with. And and I think the statistic still holds true that probably 90% of the real estate sold is sold through the uh, multiple list service. It may even be higher than that today. I think I'm not so. real sure. And, and that's a good point because if you're going to limit yourself to only for sale by owner homes, that limits the inventory that's out there available. And so you're not going to have the same selection. And then also the seller who is selling it themselves have not had the advantage of vetting out the value that they think it really is. And they need to be able to, to have someone that knows what they're talking about to be able to do a market analysis and determine you know, what homes are selling for and what it is that could reasonably be brought in for that house. And you know, another thing is that you made the point of, and this is so important, and this actually is evolving into another question, and that is about whether or not you should list your house or not with a realtor. Well, you know, there is the multiple listing system, which you spoke of. And, you know, that is the way to sell a home because the agents that are in Knoxville and the surrounding areas, and we're even heard in Kentucky and other states, five states, over a million people population that are listening to this show. So even if we had 15% of that, it's still a lot of people. So you're, you're, you're really targeting a ton of realtors if you put it on the MLS. Now, you could certainly go about putting it on for sale by owner.com. I think it's fsbo.com. But what a small amount of people that you're targeting if you do that. So a listing agent, you've sold homes before. I have my home. I would list my home with a realtor every time. Oh, there's no question in my mind, especially the for sale by owner out there. Unless you just have that uh, that ability and, and that training to do it yourself, I would let it in the hands of a professional. I would not represent myself in court. I would not do my own surgeries. I would not do <laughs> several things. I want professionals, uh, you know, working for me and uh, helping me. Plus, uh, one other point I would like to make is that uh, for sale by owners, when you put that in the front yard, that is an open house sign. And uh, people f- will walk in off the street, and I've heard this when I sold real estate a lot, that people would just knock on the door. They were tired of people knocking on the door at eight o'clock at night, wanting to come in and look at their house. Yeah, These people were not screened. So you're really, exactly. you're really there's a security issue in my mind today. I would not allow anybody in my house to, to walk through and potentially uh, you know, be able to look at every room and all my stuff. Uh, right. Real estate agents give you that line of security because they're screening. And if they can't get the financial information, social security numbers for um, for a lender to work with in, in order to pre-qualify, then you're you're really taking a risk. And that's such a mind. good that's such a good point because you know realtors are going to manage the selling of your home. You know, you talk about managing things. You have to manage your finances. You have to manage your job. There's many things that you have to manage in your life. You have to manage your kids. If you have kids, their schoolwork and all of that. 
what a headache it would be to managing, just manage selling your home, you know, because it's not what it is that you do for a living. So, and you know, the, the question that you asked is certainly, and I don't know whether you're buying or selling, but if you're buying, I think that it's very clear that you definitely would want to get a realtor to be on your side. If you're selling, I hope that we've made it clear as well, that having someone to list your house is definitely the way to go. And, and another thing is, you know, a realtor is going to come in there and they're going to see the way it's set up the house. They might have suggestions on how to stage the house. You know, maybe even they might say, you know, here's some things that I have seen out of experience that we need to do to your home because this is what's selling. You know, as a for sale by owner, unless you are have just done real estate in the past or whatever, you're not going to know those those little, you know, things that can help sell a home. Well, the curb appeal is, curb is appeal. very important, very important. And uh, even though you think that you've done a good job on the curb appeal, an agent will come in and give you five or six tips that you never even thought of. That's that right. really it, makes a difference. And also the realtor luncheons that they can have, because the more people that you can know that your home is available and show them and let them come in and use it and feel it, the better. And you can't really do that as a for sale by owner unless you have a lot of extra time on your hand. And then another thing is not everybody is good at marketing, you know, marketing their home, taking really good pictures, making really good flyers and getting that home out there and, and, and presenting it to the world in a way that will sell. And that's what a realtor specializes in. A lot of realtors, either they went to school for marketing or they went to school that had something to do with business and marketing your home. That's what they do. So, you know, unless you have a really good camera or know somebody that has a really good camera, you know, don't even try it because that's what they do. They're going to make it look the best that they possibly can. And that's what they do. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a, amateur photographer and, and, and I definitely do a lot of marketing and I wouldn't even list my own home because I just know that they are the professionals. They're well, the experts. You know, I know your experience and my experience are probably jive on this is the fact that all the smoothest uh, from contract to closing has always been with a real estate agent. The ones that always most of the time will have trouble are the for sale by owners only because there's been something missed in the process. And since I don't wear all the hats, um, I can't see all the problems coming down the pike because you chose not to use a real estate. That's agent. right. So, Ann, why don't you um, make the decision to use a realtor? And I can help you find one by calling me at 865 691 eight nine one zero you can give me a call at the office this afternoon or this evening leave me a message i'll get back to you it'll page me um and and hopefully i can help you find the right realtor in your area and then i can link you up maybe with a loan officer if, if you're selling or buying or whatever you're doing so when we come back we have three questions that i've received so just be ready for those we got one from cameron from harriman oh first question from harriman and we have one from george from knoxville and then kevin from crossville and that's a great name by the way kevin so thank you all for joining us happy new year to everyone and we'll be right back this show is presented by mortgage investors group Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Let's get it started. 
Let's get it started in here. This is Kevin Ray. Welcome back to the Housing Hour. And I know that a lot of you are getting ready right now to get it started. Uh, a lot of y'all are probably already getting ready to go out. And, you know, it's it's New Year's Eve. And, of course, we're going to do that and celebrate a great year. And from my family to yours, Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for joining me. What a great year it's been. A lot has happened this year, uh, nationally, internationally. We've just had a lot of things go on. And, you know, I think that going into this new year, you know, I'm so grateful just to have the opportunity to be on the radio, to share my thoughts, to give you a new perspective on housing, to try to let you know what it is that you need to know when you're buying, selling, or refinancing a home. And I hope that I've been able to do that the last month or two. And we're going to continue to do that, educate you, help you to understand what it is that makes Mortgage Investors Group different from other companies, but also just not just that, but help you to understand what it is that goes into the housing market. And, you know, here locally, you know, it's it's a very vital piece of the economy here in Knoxville, and it's also a vital piece of us getting out of wh- where we are right now. And uh, knowledge is power. So that's just uh, all the information you can gather before you make the biggest decision that you've ever you'll ever make in your life. Not the car, not the Lamborghini, nothing like that. But a, <laughs> it was Ferrari, actually. <laughs> a Ferrari. <laughs> uh, but uh, a home purchase. Uh, all the information you can get on the front end is, is yeah. good, just going to help you make that decision. Well, that's that's so true, and 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 also speaking about different you know companies and mortgage investors group, we we have a great company that I'd like to share with you, and it's called Capital Financial Group. And you know when you are making investments with your money, there's several things that you really need to know about, and you need to have an advisor, an expert that will help you to decide on what's best for you. And Capital Financial Group has a very comprehensive strategy on how they do that. You know, they help you with wealth management solutions, retirement planning, tax planning, investment strategies, all the above under one roof. It's really a great company with a great solution. And what they do is they'll talk to you, interview you, see what's working, see what's not working, and then they'll add, modify, and delete. That's their philosophy. They're not going to come in and try to change everything all at once. They want to determine what is working, continue to do that, and maybe modify some things that are not working. It really is important to have that strategy in your portfolio, and they'll do it for you. Call them today, 865-246-1725. So I think that we were able to answer Ann's question, and I think we were also able to segue that in, really, to talking about really whether you should list your home or not, because obviously that is something that a lot of people are thinking about. You know, I've talked to people, Mark, that have... Expel, Expel. They have Expel, but they have Excel spreadsheets um, that have lists and lists of people who say, if I was able to sell my home, I would be a buyer. And then you have the same people that have that. There are also people that are saying, hey, you know what? Whenever it is that I sell, then I'm going to probably continue to buy. And then they have, I mean, it's just, a, it's just a cycle of people that are buying and selling. So once these houses get off the market, you're going to have a whole nother group of people that are going to be buying because once you sell, you got to buy. And so what do we need to do to get this happening, get this started? 
do you, do you, can you can you let our, our listeners know about that? Well, I think it's having confidence in the market. Um, I think that's what you know in in the economics. It's always uh, consumer expectations what drives the market. If you have confidence in the market, you're going to get out there and, and and step forward and start to look at things to purchase and and you know it generates that type of activity. So uh, knowing that the housing prices are probably at the lowest level that they're ever going to be. And the fact that the interest rates are at the lowest level that they're ever going to be, it's time to act and have confidence in the fact that you're just going to get a good deal. I and consumer confidence is up. That's one. That's one thing that has continued to go up. And you know, unemployment is down to eight point six percent, and it's down a little bit. Although there are people that would say that that's because a lot of people aren't looking anymore, and they're just coming off of that indice. But I think that there are. Um, a lot of people that are more confident this time of year from they were last time at the same time. So, you know, and that may be part of it. And we're just gaining some momentum into 2012. And I, I, I'm confident that this spring is going to be a tremendous, tremendous year for people that are, are selling homes. Well, if you, if you live long enough, like I have, <laughs> lived, I'm, I'm 51 years old right now. Whoa. I've seen uh, a lot of since 1985, I've seen recessions come and go. And during the bad times, yes, it's, it hurts and you struggle through. But it's we eventually come out, and it does feel to me like we're coming out of it now. So um, I, I look for 2012 to be a wonderful year. Now, people that are out there thinking about buying a home, or maybe they have a house that they've they've got listed, and you know, if if it sells, you know, they're going to have to purchase a home. The question that I got next was, how do I determine what mortgage or what what type of mortgage makes sense for me? And that's Gwen from Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge in the house. Um, well, you know, that really is a, a question that I think is important because, you know, whether you go conventional or whether you go FHA, whether you go with a VA or whether you go with a USDA, you know, there's not as many products as there was back in 2006. In 2006, you know, I'm not kidding you when I say that I had a huge list of products that I could have got you qualified for. There was probably 30 potential products. Now we've narrowed that down to probably five. But it's still important, Mark, to decide whether you go with a conventional loan or you go with an FHA loan because there's so many different dynamics in someone's situation that they need somebody to help kind of unpack that for them and to determine what's best for them. It's your total financial picture. And that's what we do. Uh, loan officers do it. Real estate agents do it as well. They kind of look at your overall picture and kind of that paints the the portrait that we need to go as far as a mortgage loan type is going to be uh, fit your needs. And, and as far as credit scores go, what do you think? I mean, you know, if somebody comes in with a 580 credit score, something like that, you know, what what is something that they might expect as uh, feedback from them if they have something like that? A 580 credit score. Yeah. That's going to be a little bit more challenging. Um, there are loans out there. Uh, I would keep on pursuing um, different opinions about you know your options. But a 580 is it's going to put you in a in a position where you're going to have to search a little bit harder yeah. for the the right loan for you because a you lot know, of investors have ramped that up a little bit higher. And, and and what I would probably how I would probably answer that question if I did receive someone's call and I ran their credit with a 580 credit score, I would probably take that as a learning opportunity for them, a teaching opportunity rather, and say 
you know what, this might not be the best time to buy. Now, I don't know their situation, and I, I'm not saying, by the way, that our, our um, Gwen in Oak Ridge has a 580 credit score, but, but if you have a 580 credit score, maybe it's not time to purchase just yet. It may not be, but a lot of the programs that we use uh, through credit reporting agencies gives us an ability to use a tool that associated with that. And then we can look into their credit and look at potential things that they could do to their credit to improve that credit score. So it's not uncommon for us to take that 580 and say, hey, look, today might not be the day that we can help you. Uh, but if you do one, two, three, four things, according mm -hmm. to this uh, credit bureau report, you may be able to improve your score in order to get to this type of loan at this type of interest rate. And that's beneficial. And there's a lot of loan officers that are in Knoxville, in this area, that what they do is they see a 580 credit score and, you know, they giggle and, and they, you know, call them back and say, ha, you can't get approved. What are you thinking? You know, whereas, you know, I know your office, Jackie, for instance, they take that opportunity and help them and engage them and say, let me help you. Let me show you how it is. We're going to get you from 580 to 620 so that we can get you approved. I think that that is one of the key differences between us, Mortgage Investors Group, and another ABC mortgage company down the road or ABC Bank, because it's all about for them. I'm not you know, pointing out anybody or, or uh, saying names, but there's a lot of folks out there that if it doesn't work right now, they're not going to waste their time. They're just going to move on to the next one. Well, it's a good opportunity for the loan officer to take off their loan officer hat and put their counseling cap on and uh, just give that person some sound advice and uh, a plan, a goal. That's mainly what everybody wants when they walk into the office is an opportunity. So yeah. uh, to shut them down totally is wrong. Right. Uh, to give them options and opportunity, that's the and, good thing. And as a loan officer at Mortgage Investors Group, we are all licensed under the NMLS, NMLS, and and, and, and that is something that's different than banks, for instance, and some other mortgage companies that might be owned by banks. What we do is we are not only certified and licensed, but we go through some pretty intensive training throughout the year to continue our education that has to do with, you know, learning how to deal with a borrower, helping them to understand certain you know, aspects of buying a home. And then also, you know, you know, honestly, there's a lot of times that you have to spend as much time helping a borrower than you do with B borrower, because they're just as important, you know, and I find that, you know, a lot of loan officers, especially that I've talked to, especially in the heyday back in 2006, they saw a credit score that was, of course, 580. That was right up the, that was perfect for somebody, but they will then take that opportunity to just say, you know what, I can't help you, but you know, here's another company that can, and they'll just shuffle them off. And that's not what mortgage investors group does. That's not what our philosophy is. And so if you are scared or worried about what your credit score is, guess what? We're going to help you. And we're going to help you determine how to get yourself back on the road of having a good credit score because that's what we do guys we are having a great time here excited about tonight looking forward to what's to come this is the housing hour with kevin ray guest host mark griffith the show's presented by mortgage investors group got four more questions coming in we're going to get to bobby's question from knoxville coming up thanks for joining me we'll be right back
The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Into the housing hour. My name's Kevin Ray. I'm your host with Mark Griffith. And uh, guys, uh, we really are excited about uh, this show and this evening. Everybody's getting ready to celebrate. Uh, I know that uh, there's a, a big thing going on downtown, isn't there, Mark? First night First is going night. on downtown. So I think it starts. I think it starts around four or five or something like that, and goes to midnight. And I think mm-hmm. there's a kids. Uh, ball drop or something that right. earlier around nine. So uh, check it out, Market oh. Street and uh, Gay Street. I think yeah, it's it'd be I guess a little over an hour now. That's getting started. So, exactly. Yeah, let's get this party started, if you will. Um, real quick, guys, I wanted to tell you also about Admiral Title Company. Um, they are a title company here locally um, that I used religiously. They are an excellent firm. They they do things the old fashioned way, and that is by just keeping you informed throughout the process. You know, no headaches, rarely ever would you see a phone call because they take care of everything. So, you know, Admiral Title was started a few years back by Phyllis and Terry, and they've done just a tremendous job. You know, what I wanted as a loan officer is a company that was going to take care of my clients the same way I was taking care of them. And that is by keeping them informed, letting them know when things needed to be in, and just making the closing go smoothly. And that's what they do. They take care of everything. So if you are a realtor or a lender that are that's looking for someone that fits that, then you need to call Admiral Title. They're 865-531-6060. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them online. Just Google Admiral Title. They're a tremendous, tremendous company. And also, you know, you also have uh, Terry, who is an attorney, and he has Adams Law Firm that's right there under one roof, can do it all for you and take care of all of your needs. And also, if you're buying a home and you're selling a home or maybe you're refinancing a home, you can also go through them directly. They'll uncover any problems with the piece of property that you're purchasing. Maybe you're paying cash. You don't need a lender. And so they're the people to go to. They'll take care of all of your needs. That's 865-531-6060. Well, we're, we're coming to the last segment here, and we have a few more questions. Um, I'm going to pick out which one that might be best. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to look through them. First, we want to tell you, check out firstnightknoxville.com. Um, that is the website that you might want to check out. It starts in a little over an hour, but um, go ahead and go they to that website. They got a ton of stuff going on down there and a lot of things for the kids and the whole family. So from little tots to teenagers and to adults, they'll they have, have a, a big uh, big party going on. Children's festival. They've got a lounge area, a circus. They even got a comedy show. Mark Griffith is the comedian. No, I'm kidding. It's really not. <laughs> Although he could probably he could probably do it. Um, so anyway, um, the great night. I'm sure that you guys will go out and get involved with that. Um, let's see here. Let's go ahead and, and kind of conclude our our segment here with with a question. We've got a question from George, and George asks, "What exactly is the APR that I see?" 
on my paperwork. Now, I'm assuming, George, that means that you're already in the process and that maybe you're using a lender and that you've already gotten to the point where you've, you know, gotten pre-qualified, you found a home or you're refinancing. So just to set the question, this sounds like you're in the process right now. So let me take a stab at it. And then Mark, I'd like for you to interject as well. You know, what do we have to do as lenders is we have to disclose to you the, what they call the federal truth and lending disclosure. And that is one of the required disclosures that we give you as a buyer, you are uh, entitled to this document. And what it does is it lists for you all of our fees, all of the finance charges. And what they do is they roll up those fees, those, those finance charges that are to be included in the APR. So they show it to you in an, what they call an annual percentage rate. It's not your true interest rate. Your true interest rate, let's say, is 3.875, but your APR says 4.18. So what they're doing is they're taking your fees, your your closing cost, and they're rolling that up into your true interest rate so that you can see what it is to cost the cost of borrowing. Yeah, it's the total amount of interest that you've paid on uh, on an annualized basis for the term of your loan. So that's that's what the APR is, just as you you explained it. Uh, one of the things I always tell customers is that your payment rate. What they come in and see that their payment, their principal and interest payment are based on is, is like you said, three and three quarters or something, you know, whatever that is. That's a payment rate. Um, if you had no closing cost, nothing, and then at the end of that period of term, your APR would equal the same as your payment rate. Did you realize that? So uh, I do now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what happens is when you have closing costs, some of the uh, costs that you're paying at the time of closing in cash, or you could finance them, but the government has classified as prepaid finance or interest-like charges. And we don't forget about them. The government doesn't want to forget about them for your for the consumer protection, and uh, they roll them into the interest rate, the payment rate, and that's how we come up with the APR. It's a calculation, um, but it's uh, often misunderstood. And I think it goes um, for those out there who are in the middle of a transaction or those who are thinking about getting into a transaction to speak to your lender about this topic if you have questions, um, because it is an important thing to understand. Um, This was designed for people to be able to shop around and get a mortgage and be able to understand from lender to lender what the exact cost is. And I think that that has been lost somewhat over the years, and people are only looking at the interest rate, and they're not understanding that these folks over here are charging, or let's say they're quoting me, 3.625. But then when you get into the meat of what they're offering you, well, you didn't realize they were charging you two points. So really your APR is more like four and a half percent, whereas mortgage investors group was more like 4.1%, but they're charging 3.875. So it felt on the front end, like mortgage investors group was higher when in reality, in fact, they were not. And, you know, that actually is a good segue into, you know, talking about, you know, whether or not when, when you're looking at interest rates, you're looking at APRs and you're looking at all these things that we have another question here. And that is what is what are points? And this kind of goes into that question, because let me just try to unpack this for you in a way that you can understand whenever you get a estimate or a quote from a lender they're going to offer you um, a deal and they might verbally say, I'm going to be able to offer you 4% with one point. 
And you're thinking, okay, I should know what that is. I don't, but you don't ask the question. Well, one point would be 1% of the loan amount. So if you're borrowing $100,000, you're going to get 4%. And then on a line item on your estimate, there's going to be one that says $1,000 for one point. Now, here's the deal. When people do that, they might say, well, I don't want any points. So why don't you just give me a quote with no points? Well, that's fine. You can certainly do that. But you have to think the whole story through. You're you're buying a home. You're you're getting an offer. I'm using a random. This is not the current rates. I'm just using this. Somebody's offering you four percent with one point. Well, you want it with no points. So what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to raise that rate up to four and a quarter to reduce your points to zero. Well, let's think about that. Do you really want to do that? Because if you do that, you're going to be paying a quarter percent higher in rate. But my closing costs are lower. Yes, they are. But how long do you plan on being in that home? Because you're going to pay a quarter of a percent higher in rate for the life of the loan. Right, Mark? Well, that's absolutely correct. And uh, that's the math that you have to go through and uh, sit down with your loan officer and find out. Because the secret is how long you're going to be in that home. Um, If you're going to be a very short period of time, then you don't want to pay all that prepaid finance charge or the uh, origination or the discount points or whatever. You want to keep those costs as low as possible. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's I mean, I've been feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but that is why you need a an advisor, not just a loan officer, because anybody can quote rates off the rate sheet. Anybody can say, here's what you, here's what we can do. Four percent with one point. It takes an advisor, a trusted advisor, somebody that's in this for the life of your loan. Well, maybe not the life of your loan, but they want to be there for you and help you to understand what's the best choice for you. And all of our loan officers are going to send you out multiple you know, options and look at the pros and cons, find out how long you plan on being in that home. And that's just what we do. That's just what we do. And that's what's differentiated us from others. And, uh, and it's important to get one person or loan officer who understands how the numbers work because right. Uh, right. I've, I've heard some people explain it and it gets the customer confused. But uh, the discount points are not a bad thing. Uh, they can be a good thing. They can work in your favor if you understand how to use them. So it's just important that you get the knowledge. And, you know, guys, we're, we're coming close to the end of our show, and I think we've hit on a lot of great topics so far. And I want everybody who's listening to know how much we appreciate you listening to us, because if it wasn't for you, the listener, we would not have the opportunity to do this show, nor would we have the opportunity for our, our loyal clients out there that have come to us over the years. Thank you so much for a great 2011. Mark, thank you for joining me, too, these last couple of weeks. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Happy New Year. Yeah, I'll see you at first, uh, whatever it was First called. night. First night this evening. Well, thanks so much, guys. This is Kevin Ray. Mortgage Investors Group is our sponsor, and this is the Housing Hour. God bless. Happy New Year. <laughs>